1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Singer-songwriter Don McLean released his album American Pie exactly 50 years ago today on October 24th, 1971. I spoke with McLean about the 50th anniversary of a song that not only became an iconic sing-along, but also served as a genius breakdown of American pop culture history.
2: Well, they call me the king of the trail, you know, but I haven't been on the trail in about six months.
0: Yeah, no, none of us have been on any trail for, <laughs> six well, spe- speaking yeah. of that, but, uh, we, uh, before we dive into everything we wanted to talk about, talk about, like, what's it been lately? I mean, you, you wrote, you know, the day the music died, but, like, it, we are in a case where the music is dead right now. There's no concerts. How are you dealing with it?
2: Well, you know, um, I'm I've allowed my song to be used by a bunch of musicians down in South Carolina who or we're trying to raise some money for the music. There's no place for a musician to work. It's, uh, and we're on the bottom of the scale. It doesn't matter whether you're uh, Paul McCartney, Don McClain, or Joe Blow, who happens to be you know playing lounges in his hometown. You're out of work. So it's the most bizarre thing uh, that I've ever seen, and it's the saddest thing for the guys with families who are at the bottom. So you know, I think anything we can do for them... Uh, In terms of, uh, you know, raising some money or using my music um, as a way of them, you know, doing something on the Internet, I really wouldn't know how they would do that. But it's a desperate situation.
0: It really is. It really is bizarre times. Um, but anyway, so our listeners know the reason we're 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 speaking is the fiftieth anniversary of American Pie. I mean, I would say, I mean, it's got to be one of the, the maybe if the top five or if not the most you know quoted song. It's it, it's an amazing treasure you gave us. Um, but we have a we have a documentary um, called The Day the Music Died: The Story Behind Don McLean's American Pie coming up.
2: Well, yes. You see, um, my manager Kurt Webster was having some talks with some people and was mentioning the fact that we were doing reworking uh, a documentary movie about me and they said, gee, we know this guy who would love to do something and they got us in touch with the uh, great Spencer Proffer, and we signed a deal with him now. And so he is committed to doing this documentary. He got all excited and said, well, you know, I think there would be a wonderful – children's book there, uh, using American Pie and changing it into a child's story. And I thought, well, that's, that's a great idea because on the, in the Dan Rather interview, I think I mentioned that American Pie is like a children's song in some ways. So he wanted to do that, and that led to him. He knows other people who have done Broadway shows, successful ones, who want to do American Pie on Broadway. So it's, one thing is leading to the other and we're signing contracts right and left here uh getting all this stuff agreed to and um you know I have a man here who knows how to make this stuff happen I just think it's so exciting like yeah it's it's, it's all of it seems to be
0: aligning in time for the 50th anniversary and the uh Spencer proper if if our listeners don't know Spencer um, did the uh, documentary on Leanne Womack's I hope you dance, and they, you know, they got Brian Wilson and a bunch of people to comment on on that song. Yeah, I he think...
2: he did a really nice documentary on uh, uh, John Coltrane, um, the sax player. I, I love those guys. You know, I like documentaries like that, and it was entirely different. It wasn't. It had Denzel Washington doing the voiceover, and it it was really um, gritty and black and white and very nice. I liked it. I wish someone would do um, a documentary on Wes Montgomery, who is, you know, one of my favorite guitar players and, and jazz people who managed to become very commercially successful near the end of his life. He had a short life. I think he died in his late 40s of some kind of heart attack. But wow, what a great player and a cool guy.
0: Wow, yeah, maybe you can mention that to Spencer after.
2: <laughs> but the uh, oh, uh, believe Corey, me, I'm going to know this guy for a long time, so I'm going to make these mentions. Believe me, <laughs> for sure. And then I know the stage
0: version; uh, it's it's Russell Miller and Corey Brunish is, the, is who you're thinking about. And Corey did uh, the Carol King musical, Beautiful, and that was a huge success. I saw that and loved that. So
2: <laughs> that's what they want. And uh, I mean, can't you see? Uh, a musical of American Pie with all these songs I've written, Castles in the Air and I Love You So, Wood, you know, Crossroads. I mean, it's made for it. Now, are, is, I know it's been very early stages,
0: but are you thinking that is it going to be like your life story or like a fictional story that interweaves all your songbook?
2: It's going to be a my life story as fiction with songs interwoven.
0: I can't that's wait to see
2: be. it. I can't wait to see it. Um
0: well let's that's the documentary and the stage version. We teed that up as a teaser for the actual 50th anniversary because the song came out in 71. Um first Correct. of all can, can you be, let's talk the song itself. Can you believe it's been
2: 50 years, man? <laughs> well, what I'd like to tell people and this is how mired we are in technology now and in um um video especially Um, imagine a song written in 1900 that you're talking about and hearing all the time every day in 1950. Right, exactly. That's a really good way to put it. (laughs) If you you think back to that time period where you don't associate um, the Internet and immediate gratification and video and everything else that we have now, it seems totally absurd. But when you place it in the context of today – where everything in the past is, you know, an arm's length away, it's oh, of course, American Pie. You know,
0: that's a, I love that you it, just recontextualize that. Yeah.
2: So, and also, it, it seems current. It seems now, whenever you hear these songs that I've written, a lot of times, um, they're in their own zone, so they're not really um, songs that. Bring you into it like you know when you watch a movie and you see somebody pick up a princess phone you know or one of those big original uh, huge um, cell phones you know that people had big I'm talking about you know you know it's 1975 or 80 or something by the technology well with music if you do it right um, it's timeless no matter when you hear the record it And I didn't sound like anybody else. I didn't want to sound like anybody else. I had to fight so many um, trends that were going. First of all, I enunciate my words. Secondly, I have uh, a voice that is trained in a sense, you know, so I can sing a song like Crying or Since I Don't Have You, you know, but I'm a rock and roll singer also, you know, so I can sing Since I Don't Have You with a falsetto. Um, So, but it wasn't like Dylan, you know, everybody wanted to sound like Bob, you know, and, and still do. I mean, the the impact of his singing style on people is enormous. And so I was going the opposite way, you know, all the time. (laughs) And I wanted a clean sound. I wanted a pure sound, you know, I was more into Roy Orbison and uh, Marty Robbins and Elvis Presley and Sinatra and people that really could sing, you know, that in in the old way.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. You had your own sound for sure. You weren't you weren't Dylan. I mean, you, you had your own sound, um, and we love the sound of your voice. Um, yeah, pivot pivot now to the 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 actual songwriting process itself. Um, obviously, you, you sort of pin it all on you know on the 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 day the music died, the Buddy Holly death, and everything. But um, what but bigger broader than that. I mean, what sort of Cause you to sit down and write an ambitious song trying to chronicle American history, but it's not—it's not like Billy Joe Weed didn't start the fire where you're just listing things. A great song in its own right, but this was more poetic. This was like
2: well, a that's, little amb- that's what Dylan does in "Murder Most Foul" is list things. He, he lists a lot of things, and I—I I, there's another song about that's on there about uh, about him, I think, and I saw the lyrics to that, and I thought they were really great. But the lyrics to that one, uh, the murder most cell, I think it's a great thing to bring up. But I wasn't all that thrilled with the lyrics. I mean, I didn't think they were um, as as good as he could do. Right. But that's you know. But the other one that, that I heard was magnificent. I really loved it. I can't remember the title, but um, so it's nice that he's making records and turning out some songs and stuff at this at seventy eight years old. Man, we should be thankful for that. You know. <laughs> That's a gift because it's contrast that against what's out there. Sure. But how about how about for you, though? Like, what, mi- what mindset were you in when you sat down? And, you know, this is a big song about well, big all, ideas, you know? L- let me just explain something to you. I have no idea what I'm doing, all right? <laughs> I have no – I have – everything is in my head, and everything comes into the tape recorder. So with American Pie, I sang – The first note of that song, right through the day the music died, in one shot into the tape recorder. It was in my head, and that's how it came out. Wow. And then I waited a few months, and I wrote a chorus, because I wanted a rock and roll song. And then I waited a few more months, and I wrote the whole song in about an hour, five more verses. And I I had the form of the song. But I had no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea why I'm doing it. All I know is that when I do it, I know I done did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love. It. Do you remember? You said that's so cool. You said you kind of started off singing that in, in the tape recorder, and then the chorus came to you later. Do, do you remember yeah. how you came up with the rhyme
2: of Chevy and Levy? That's genius. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember that at all. I just remember I was uh, walking around, and I came up with this cool idea, and I wanted it to be a little crazy, And I wanted the song to be a little crazy because America is a little crazy. And I wanted to get that in there. So I had a lot of sub... um, There were... What's the word? Uh, Subconscious things that I built into that song. There are child rhymes in there. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, you Mm -hmm. know, this kind of thing. There is this craziness that is America, uh, which uh, I wanted to somehow get in there as the song progresses um it becomes more dire and it it's bigger and it's more dramatic as things are happening with people you know and not just rock and roll stars that i knew in high school but now the whole country is embroiled in something as it moves forward so this is my uh my big painting you know
0: it's what a painting it is i mean and like you say you kind of it takes you on a journey of, you know, part, parts of it are, are very personal of, you know, you, you're experiencing Buddy Alley dying and that kind of stuff. But then it gets into bigger things about, you know, it's almost like yeah, but poetic the thing allegory for other things
2: going on in the country. But the cool part about it was for me that each time I came around to the chorus, after I said the day the music died, it was all on that day. See, it's funny. That's the other part of it. As it gets more dire and moves forward, it's still all on that day that the music died, isn't that funny? Right.
0: It keeps and wrapping back so around to that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. And that was in my head when I'm doing this. I think, Whoa, this happens now. What happens next? You know, well, it's good. You know, and I was living through this because, you know, we were having riots in the streets, and we had all those uh, very convenient assassinations in the 1960s, which I believe the government was behind Kennedy and. Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King. I mean, what you know, they took the heart right out of uh, what was going on there. And that was that was no accident. Those were no individual people that had no money and no place to live and everything suddenly decided they want to shoot the president. That's bullshit. Right. So we all know that, but we're too afraid to say it. You see, I said that in a song called Color TV Blues, which is on um, the Primetime album. Color TV Blues, and uh, if you saw me, if you saw the, uh, the American Troubadour documentary that was out a few years ago, I was singing with Pete Seeger and the Hudson River Sloop Singers in Nyack, and I was singing Color TV Blues, and while I was singing it, lightning struck, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, especially when I sang a verse about the Pope, lightning <laughs> stuck across the sky, you can see it behind my head. Uh, you struck a chord. Everybody, everybody was laughing. It was hilarious.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, well, there's, I mean, you've been generous with your time, and there's so much. There's so much. You, you could just dissect almost every stanza in this thing. But I, I want you to – could you settle a debate, a debate for us? who Who's the jester singing for the king and queen, and he borrows the coat from James Dean and steals the, the king's thorny crown? You, like,
2: you, actually, you actually think I'm going to tell you that? Uh, yeah, man,
0: fifty years. You can.
2: It's you, like <laughs> opening Capone's vault. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. The, the Japanese could have me in World War Two, and I wouldn't give up a bit of info, information. well you know what that's probably smart because it kind of keeps
0: the air of the the mystery of the song but i think if listeners really look at it they can figure it out they know what helter skelter is in the summer swelter you know they can piece it together but it's just i wanted to thank you for beautifully it's all there it's
2: all there for your listening enjoyment
0: (laughs) is well let me put it this way is there is there a certain part of it that most people ask you the answer that you used to tell is there like one thing that the mystery that most people ask you about in the song
2: well, I'll tell you the one thing that nobody ever notices. Okay. Which is can music save your mortal soul? Ah. Not your immortal soul. If you study Catholic theology, you have an immortal soul. But if you call it your mortal soul, then you're talking about soul, baby. You know what I'm saying?
0: Ah, okay. I got you. Anyway,
2: yeah. I have to get off now, but yeah. I hope I've uh, I hope I've confused you a lot more than you were before. and uh and thank you for having me on your show yeah thank you uh everybody look out
0: for the documentary and the stage show as we celebrate 50 years of the song american pie don mcclain what a treat thanks so much thanks nice talking to you
1: thanks so much for joining us on beyond the fame with jason fraley remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear we'll see you next time